Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Well, Alex, um, for a while there, I wasn't sure what we'd be talking about today. But here we are, Taco Tuesday on a Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 You're Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. Um, yeah, I mean, like we mentioned last week, I'm kind of, it feels nice to not really be nervous and just kind of, we, we get this time to just kind of watch the other games and just mm-hmm. kind of scout. We're not really stressing about a first round series. So yeah, it, it feels pretty good. Yeah. What I mean by that too is last Tuesday, the Lakers were up three games to one. We found out that Anthony Davis was going to play game five. We found out that Damian Lillard was not going to play game five. And that's what we talked about. That was it. And then everything hit the fan, you know, <laughs> with the NBA. For a while there, I was like, wow, you know, this is really, this is it. I, I, I That was my initial reaction to all the news, and I'm not going to get all deep into what happened last week. But from the last time that we spoke, so much has happened in the NBA, including me thinking that it was over. At, one, at any point last week when the players, when the Bucks started the boycott or the strike, whatever it is, did you think that the season was over? I thought so. Like I, I, that at least raced through my head. Like I thought um, enough things were going on outside of the bubble, uh, like socially and in terms of the pandemic. That like yeah, like maybe it's just better off. It, it doesn't seem like a lot of the players, their minds are on are on it right now, and it doesn't seem like they're engaged and they're missing their families. So I totally would have understood if that would have been it. Yeah, and obviously they they do come back. They play on Saturday, play a very close game against the Blazers, 131-122. Before we get into what we're going to talk about and the things going on, that game on Saturday just continued to reinforce, for me, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, I've been saying it all playoffs and all bubble. Anthony Davis is going to get his. LeBron is going to get his. Where else is it coming from? That's going to make the difference, and I think that's why the game was so close. When Danny Green struggles, when Kyle Kuzma struggles, We, or not we, the Lakers struggle as far as like winning games. And that's kind of what happened again. Danny Danny Green. Sorry, I have a dog with me today. If you heard that bark. Uh, One of six from three. Kuzma was three of 12 from the field. So for me, I'd still think it's the story for the Lakers is can the shooting outside of AD and LeBron sustain them in the long run? And that's what we'll talk about. But Anything else stand out to you from the last series that you're thinking about? Like, mm, we got to work on that heading into whoever they play next. Yeah, like I think the defense, um, obviously not that last game. Like I don't completely blame them. It seemed like going into that game, they kind of assumed they were going to win, and that kind of yeah. bit them in the ass a bit because the Blazers just kind of stuck around. But I, I, I'm hoping as they go into the second round, we don't have games like that where. It looks like they, not that they don't care, but it looks like they're taking the other team for granted or they're just, they assume that they're going to out-talent them. Uh, I thought the defense, when they were engaged, was really, really good in that Blazer series. The offense, like, not not so much like that. Like, that's kind of been the issue since they've entered the bubble. So, yeah, like, going back to what you said, I that third score would be ideal. But at this point, I don't, I think we just have to kind of, except that there is no third guy, singular guy on this team. It's mm-hmm. going to be a different guy every game. And maybe it's just by committee that like a couple of guys get hot from three or something. 
Kyle Kuzma, if you go to silverscreeningroll.com, there is a headline on the front page right now that says, Kyle Kuzma doesn't want to be the Lakers' third option. He wants to be their third best player. And, uh, uh, so, yeah, so do we. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been yelling at for a long time. So, yeah, to bring up the third person again, it's, it's going to be somebody different. I don't think anybody's actually grabbed the bull by the horn and taken that role. So I, it's just it's just not going to happen. It's going to be on a game-to-game basis. I think we can all agree on that, right? I think so. Like at this point, unless something crazy happens, and in the playoffs, it's just so hard because every game feels like t- like worth 10, 10, 10 games. Like it's one good game from KCP, and like that changes the narrative going forward. Um, it it's just and they need not just one person. Obviously, they need better shooting from the team wide. Like their three point shooting still is not great. Um, there's no one on the team who's going to give them twenty like just Mm -hmm. consistently like that's just not going to happen at this stage of the season like we've seen enough of a sample size to say yeah maybe kuzma just for whatever reason he's not going to give you that on on a like game to game basis he shows he shows flashes of it he does and i like that quote in terms of him wanting to be the third best player like most important player because his defense is still really solid like that that has been like a positive side for him that that's translated to the playoffs so we never know. Like against Houston, like one of these guys might get hot for a series, and that might be what it takes. Oh, so they're playing Houston. Ah, see, you know what? I, I and it's funny because I get on like media for doing the same thing where they just overlook, uh, like OKC, just assuming mm-hmm. it's going to be Houston. And like we saw last night, OKC wins, and we're like, oh shit! Like maybe Houston doesn't come out. So I have to. That's that's on my bad. Like I have to learn to give <laughs> OKC more credit. I mean, that's. Getting. I think that's your subconscious telling you that you've already chosen the Rockets. You think they're going to win Game Seven tomorrow night? I think they do. What about you? I, I think it's a toss-up. I think if Westbrook plays like he played yesterday, then the Thunder have a solid chance. But it also takes a lot of effort from Chris Paul to get there. So what I've always said, like, because my buddies, um, you know, I, if you listen to Taco Tuesday, you know that I think it's Lakers Clippers in the in the West Final. It's just, I've been saying it all year. I think that's the collision course that we're coming to. And my buddy was like, oh, are you, uh, you know, are you stoked that the Mavs have a chance to win? I was like, dude, I don't care if the Mavs win or not, but I love seeing teams that the Lakers are going to play get pushed to six, seven mm-hmm. games while the Lakers are resting. Exactly. And that's exactly what's happening right now with the Thunder and the Rockets. They're duking each other out. They're going body blow for body blow. Now you're there in game seven. Russell Westbrook's, you know, up and down, and obviously he was injured. So, like, this is... The things that I like to see is like if I'm a Laker fan, I don't really care if we play the Thunder or the Rockets. I just think I love the fact that they went to seven games while the Lakers are going to have almost basically seven days off. Does that does that rest uh, that extra rest kind of make you a little nervous? Because I I think that was a big kind of complaint about this team in like the games before the like playoffs started, where they didn't take things very seriously. They didn't have enough time to work in regular rotations and stuff. While other teams were kind of more locked in had played more consistently and they're going to be a little more i don't know sharp i guess is the word when they go into a series with the lakers but i don't know if that's that's the case in a, in a second round series yeah i don't know because also the rest too it's like the lakers have seemed a little off rhythm at times and that's what happens when you clinch the one seed pretty much right away and then you're not really playing in any sort of meaningful games for the bubble and then you you know, you play the Blazers and obviously you stepped it up the final four games, but 
yeah, I guess you could look at it as is seven days off maybe too much. But I just think when you have when your best player is thirty five years yeah. old, I think the more rest the better. And yeah, I think that's and, where I'm at too. Yeah, I just think the more rest the better. I think this isn't a very experienced group, just in general. Obviously, not with certain guys on the team like Kuzma and Caruso. Those guys have never played in a playoff game before, obviously. But I think when you have Anthony Davis, when you have Danny Green, older players, you know KCP, LeBron. It's cool. It's for them to have a longer break, especially. If you're going to play the Rockets, which you said they're going to play, and I haven't even answered the question yet. Um, <laughs> if you're going to play the Rockets, you're going to be running a lot. So you might as well get those legs ready because that's what they do. They run. They don't really – they don't have a center. So they're going to be running, and I think it's a good little break for them. Yeah, see, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm picking Houston or not, but if I'm just assuming – Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, but no, no, I get what you mean, like – I think the more rest you can get in this environment, the better, not just physically, but mentally, like just to kind of refresh and find your center and all that stuff. Like, I think it's important whenever you have the chance to, yeah, to do that. Here's a question. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Hold that question. Um, when you talk about that, like this time off in this environment, I've seen videos. Oh, I saw Giannis's, uh, wife and child at the game. I saw a video today of Fred Van Vliet meeting his kids and they were excited. Are the Lakers are now past the first round? Are their family members there yet already? Oh, that I don't know. It's a good question. Because that would then I would one thousand percent say this is the greatest break that they could have because they could just be with their family for a couple of days before they have to think about any sort of thunder or rockets. See, that's that's a question for Harrison for sure. Um, but yeah, that's no, that's Maybe a we should great text point. Them. That's actually a really them. good point. Um, if that those family members can be there before the this you know before Friday when the first game would start then yeah that's just extra time with the family that i'm sure would make the players like super stoked and help you know help take their mind off things for a little bit yeah i mean that's a whole other thing you know we talked about lebron even said you know we've it's crossed our minds that we wanted to leave the bubble and this was before the strike boycott this was them just being mentally drained out and danny green talked about you know the demons and the dark places that you get to and all you have time for is reading comments and this and that so once you have family members there i mean you saw the excitement on fred van vliet's face i don't know if you've seen it if you haven't just search it on twitter you know it's it it's changing it's life-changing so when you haven't seen your family for six weeks or whatever it's been, that's a big deal. And I think that would be a great thing if the Lakers did have their family there. What question were you going to ask before I interrupted you? Oh, no, no, it wasn't even a question. It was just, you know, that additional time off also allows Frank Vogel and his coaching staff to, to come up with a game plan. Like I thought, I, I thought they showed like, a, I think they showed like me, not just me, but just fans in general that they're able to make adjustments like mid series, mid game, uh, that really that really worked. Like I thought their game plan against Damian Lillard was fantastic in that series. Like even if he scored, it was never easy. Like it seemed like they were always prepared for his every move. So I think a lot of credit goes to Vogel. And just the more time you have to scout the opposition is always a plus. So let's talk about this uh this upcoming series and the future of the Lakers. How confident are you after seeing one round, after seeing the Thunder, after seeing everybody in the West already play? Obviously, the Nuggets and the Jazz play tonight as as of this recording. How confident are you that A, the Lakers can advance to the finals of the West? And then B, how confident are you they can get to the finals? I, I mean, I think my confidence is higher now 
than than it was maybe going into this series. Like I thought again, the vocal the vocal point. I thought he showed me a lot that series defensively. His game plan was just spot on, and I think also to see the players kind of buy into that game plan and to execute it, I thought was really impressive. So I'm not like I we're already hearing the like who's going to guard Harden like the same way we heard the who's going to guard Lillard like kind of mm -hmm. narrative we heard going into that first round but again like they still have to guard LeBron and AD like mm -hmm. I, for some reason they always leave that little part out like it's just something that like I so this Zach Lowe on his latest podcast a lot of Laker fans have kind of taken a little quote from that podcast and kind of tweeted it out that he says Houston should win the series if those two teams play in the second round he's he's not picking Houston but he's saying that they should win and and he gave a bunch of other kind of caveats to why they might not win. But he, he said that he kind of pulled some other executives saying that they're on the same boat with him. And he kind of mentioned that because Houston has Tucker and Covington, they at least have guys who can guard the like LeBron and AD. But I'm like, I, like, I don't, I think that just kind of simplifies it. Like there's no guarding LeBron or AD. Like there isn't guarding Harden or Lillard. It's just a matter of how good of a defensive game plan you can put in place and to have the personnel to execute it. And I think the Lakers, even without Bradley, and even without, I mean, Rondo's not going to that defensive game plan, but they at least prove that they have the pieces in place to make things difficult for other star players. So that uh, that's why my confidence is higher now. My confidence is pretty much the same. Um, I was confident going in that they would beat the Blazers. I don't think I ever bought into the underdog mentality that a lot of the national media members try to portray. Like, you know, there was a, I think it was on this silver screen at Lakers SBN. Somebody put a website, uh, a video together of all the talking heads talking about how the Blazers had a real chance of upsetting the Lakers. Obviously, Charles Barkley being the famous one. Um, my confidence level is pretty much the same. If they can shoot at a non 16% level, <laughs> I'm pretty confident that the Lakers are going to get to the Western Conference Finals. I think no matter their weaknesses, as far as maybe a ball handler besides LeBron, um, actual like playmaking ability besides AD and LeBron. I still think AD and LeBron are better than any duo in the National Basketball Association. Like it's that simple. I just think LeBron and AD are the best duo in the league right now. I know that there are great, 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 great duos. Obviously they might play one in Westbrook and Harden, but I just think that LeBron and AD are better. I think that their all around game is better because I don't want to see Anthony Davis shoot threes against anybody, but the fact is that we have someone that's seven feet tall that can shoot threes. The Rockets don't. Um, LeBron James can dominate any matchup, any time against anybody. It could be a point guard. It could be a shooting guard. It could be a center. LeBron is LeBron. Um, so that being said, my confidence is the same as far as getting to the Western Conference Finals. And another cop-out answer, I think my confidence is the same against the Clippers because the <laughs> questions remain the same. Yes, who's going to guard LeBron? Who's going to guard AD for the Clippers? I think the Clippers match up better than the Rockets or the Thunder do. Um, but it's that perimeter wing defense that, that I'm still worried about. Yeah. As much as we make fun of Paul George and the pandemic P thing was hilarious, the, guy, the point is the guy can still play. And Kawhi is probably first second best player in the league right now or third but i don't know whatever i don't care but that's still a question mark for me and i think that matchup is really difficult and especially in a seven game series so i'm pretty much the same man i like what i've seen against the blazers there's a couple games there where they just blew the roof off it wasn't even freaking yeah. close 
And then, yeah, I mean, game four, game five, they already thought they were in, so that made sense to me. But I'm pretty much the same. Is that the biggest cop-out answer I could give you? I, I mean, no. I mean, it, it's tough. Like, it's just one series we've seen so far. And it's against a team that, honestly, like, as hyped up as they were for some reason. I, I get Damian Lillard was like literally on fire <laughs> in those like games leading up to the playoffs they're still they still aren't a good team like if this was the regular season and just a normal year they wouldn't have made the playoffs um so it's not like they beat this kind of juggernaut team even though everybody kind of made them out to be so it is tough to kind of gain a lot from that first round to kind of change if you're more optimistic or not or have a higher confidence level i'm just more what i took from it why i'm i am more confident is just vogel's ability to make changes and stuff like that and also how dominant lebron and ad were like when they really wanted to kind of enforce their will they were able to like that last game they combined for like 75 percent shooting like something ridiculous like that so that's really really optimistic and like not optimistic but really impressive to see that they're able to do that when it counts the most because i think that's kind of been the shot at ad like let's see if he could do it in the playoff series and again he kind of showed he could against portland what i like about frank vogel not only is his ability to make changes is his willingness to make changes because from game one and two he ran a really short rotation on game one game two he said screw it everybody's playing Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out and i like that the fact that he's willing to there's no ego there hey this didn't work let's move on i accept the mistake and by the way to frank like frank no one's really questioning frank vogel like frank vogel's not making headline news it's all going to be lebron and ad so he does have that going for him but really he is still willing no matter what to make a change and i like that if this isn't working i don't care am i am i gonna get ridiculed if i play jr smith 15 minutes i don't care i'll play him 15 minutes uh and nobody no real lake not real no laker fan wants to see rondo take caruso's minutes but guess what vogel might do it he's not really listening to anybody so i like that he is willing to make the changes whether they work or not obviously yet to be seen in the next series but i like that and Maybe now that he has pizza in him, he'll be even a better coach. Did you see that story? I did, and I, I totally relate with Frank Vogel now more than I ever have. I never thought about pizza in a way that Frank Vogel discussed because Frank <laughs> Vogel said that, uh, quote, I'm not getting enough pizza in my life in this bubble. Usually at least once a week, I'm at a little bit of a deficit for my pizza eating. Then on Sunday night, the Lakers had a pizza party. So shout out to Frank Vogel getting his pizza. And I've never really thought about pizza and my inability to get it because I could always get it when (laughs) I want it. And now I was thinking like, dude, how often do I eat pizza? And I'm like, yeah, once a week sounds about right. So if I'm not getting pizza once a week, maybe I would get cranky. And Frank Vogel, I feel you, man. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, like I kind of, it made me think to myself as well, like how, how, how long I could go without pizza and like, yeah, like two, three weeks, like that's pushing it. So I totally get where Vogel's coming from. I today read that article and I guess subconsciously I decided I wanted pizza because I got a slice of pizza for lunch. See, like if you're in the bubble, that, that might not be possible. And then it was the Kings player that ordered DoorDash and got quarantined because he crossed the line. So you can't even really order DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever your preference. No free plug here. We're not sponsored. So, um, yeah, man, pizza party. But uh, I like that um, 
that Vogel, yes, we were talking about Vogel's ability and willingness to change. That's a big plus. Also, though, a big thing that's coming up the next series is the Rondo debate. It seems like he's ready to go. Yeah. He'll be playing most likely starting on Friday. Obviously not starting, but how big of a difference is Rondo in the rotation? Like, is who are we not going to see anymore? He's obviously playing a lot of guys, but who are we not going to see anymore? Or who are we going to see a lot less of? Is it is it Caruso going back down to 15 minutes instead of 24? I mean, I, JR got a, like a bit of a run there those last few games, so I don't. I would assume the JR Smith minutes, but that's probably not. That's probably not going to be it. It's probably going to be somewhere else as well. So maybe a guy like Caruso is a few minutes less. Maybe KCP or Green have a shorter leash if they're not shooting well that night. But yeah, like I, I am curious to see what Rondo looks like again. He's been off for so long. He didn't get any of those exhibition games or those warm up games in him. And he's coming back from injury and even the layoff before that. Like, do you, are, do you have any concerns? Not even like his bat, like what he could bring to the floor, but like condition wise, like, do you think he's going to be in yes. shape? He hasn't played a meaningful game of basketball since March. So every question that I had about every Laker when the bubble started, that is twofold for Rondo because he got hurt again. So he, yeah, he had that time off. He got hurt. What's he been up to? Obviously, the shirtless picture. He looks buff as hell, but does, what does that really mean? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of questions surrounding Rondo. And there was already questions even if he yeah. was healthy before yeah. all this. And, and like, even if uh, so, like even if they play Houston or if they play OKC, both those teams offer challenges to Rondo specifically that kind of worry me. Like, OKC runs three-point guard lineups. They have Shea Gilderson, Alexander, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder. All three of those guys are quick, small. I mean, point guards and those always give issues to the Lakers and I'm not sure if Rondo defensively can keep tabs on him and even if they have to play Houston like like do you want Chris uh, do you want Rondo on Westbrook do you want oh, Rondo on Harden shoot, shoot in isolation so I think this upcoming round specifically might even be like more disastrous for Rondo if he's not in shape and not engaged than kind of what many people expect yeah, so that's just the biggest question. I have no idea what to expect. I, I'm assuming he's going to come back in and get his normal rotation if he's fit for it. Um, but I have no idea what to expect from Rondo. I don't know anymore. I really don't. I'm, I, I don't even know how to answer that question anymore because we've talked about it at nauseum, to be honest. But I guess we're just going to wait and see. But have you liked what you've seen from Crusoe? Obviously, offensively, hasn't been that great. But defensively, he's been super solid and, and kind of a surprise for me how good he's been defensively. It, like, yeah, exactly. I think everything that we were fans of in terms of his play in the regular season, like that's translated to the playoffs, and that was kind of a worry a lot of people had. Like how much of this is kind of like just magic or regular season kind of like smoke, and it's not real. Like, But we've seen that it translates, and that's a huge, huge plus for the Lakers, especially for defense. But like you said, I, do, I still worry that defenses in the playoffs are just going to completely sag off of him like when he's on like the three-point line and just clog the paint some more so he eventually he's getting to knock down his open threes like that's crucial crucial in terms of his development in terms of like his status as an nba player like that's got to be something 20 I percent mean, is not okay and on this team it's a on this team it is <laughs> just because based on well, how I bad guess so. <laughs> but but i mean in the playoffs that's what he's shooting right now and that's the worst on the team yeah that that's not going to cut it thankfully like i said he does every like literally everything else he's really good at like the he still struggles on ball a bit but 
he did a little better with that uh, with AD and those kind of bench units. So hopefully this series he shoots the ball a bit better. And also, my final thing about what I'm really worried about and is is a, maybe a small thing, but it's gonna cost the Lakers the free throws. They they're bad. There's no other way around it. I mean, they're just bad. Their tops their top free throw percentage shooter is LeBron James at seventy three percent, and he's like the one that like stands out to me because he takes so many, and uh, it's bad. That needs to get better. I don't. I mean, isn't that like the easiest fix? Just can you just shoot free throws in the gym for five hours? I mean, you would assume so, but this team kind (laughs) of historically has not been good free throws. Like, there's kind of like trademarks with the Lakers since I've been a fan. Like, they can't guard quick point guards. They can't guard, like, backup point guards. They can't guard point guards, really, in general. They can't make free throws, and they can't hit threes. Like, those three things have kind of always been there for this Lakers team, and I just, I'm kind of over with, like, just expecting that to change. Yeah, well, that's going to be it for to, uh, for today's interview, or interview. <laughs> that was an interview. For today's podcast, because the Lakers aren't going to play till Friday. The Thunder and the Rockets don't play till tomorrow, and there isn't much else. Oh, oh, I forgot something. Hold on. I changed my mind about confidence level. Okay. They're, I'm super confident because I forgot. Yesterday, while we're all watching the Thunder and the Rockets, trying to figure out who the Lakers are going to play next, Anthony Davis was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> and I think... It's, and he, it, he did not seem to care. I, I don't know if it was Jared Dudley or someone else, but I think they, like, quote tweeted them asking like wait are you online right now like can i join so i think this is something yeah i think the lakers aren't really worried about either houston and okc so i think that's a good sign hopefully that's a good sign like in in terms of like yeah we got this no matter what like we know there's another switch we can we can always like pull if we need to so and then we got Vogel worrying about pizza. Like, maybe this is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, he's worried about pizza. So, oh, and also a follow-up here from Harrison. Uh, some family members have made it through quarantine, but some are still in it. Devontae Kaycock's girl made it through, saw it on Instagram. And Danny's fiance got out today. So family members are in the bubble in quarantine, and some have already gotten out. I, so enjoy uh, your time, Lakers. I think that's a big plus. Like, I think they're going to play so better. Too. Yeah. I mean that we don't have a Jimmy Butler on our team, you know. We don't have a business trip guy who refused to invite anybody to the bubble because it's a business trip for him. Oh man, Butler Butler is like a straight up killer, man. Like he's like that's the guy who's kind of built for the playoffs. This Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing too. Like we were saying, I to, I'm changing my mind on the confidence thing. Now I'm getting more confident because we I was saying forever that in the bubble it kind of just you just don't know what's going to happen how is it how it's going to go and all that because it's different setting but really the teams that were supposed to get through are getting through the teams that are supposed to win are winning like it really is coming down to basketball and the games are pretty close like they normally are in playoffs you don't really have blowouts like the lakers had um it's just the way it goes like nothing really surprised me i mean the heat winning one game against the bucks i think game one of any playoff series is the most stealable game ever i mean the blazers did it and they had no chance after that so you know the basketball itself is working out kind of the way it was supposed to maybe nobody thought the sixers were going to get swept but everything else is pretty much on brand right yeah it turns out like 82 like 60 game sample is probably better than like a eight game sample in a bubble like turns out the good (laughs) teams are good teams they beat bad teams like even orlando won game one against milwaukee 
and then that was it. Like it, this is usually what happens in the playoffs. The good teams just win. So maybe that's why the Lakers specifically with all the veterans, they're just confident. They know how these things work. They know that they have a coach who makes these adjustments. They know that they have LeBron and AD. And usually at the end of the day, that's enough. So hopefully this next round, uh, that kind of stays the same. All right, Alex. Well, follow Alex at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I don't think you wrote anything for the throwdowns this week, did you? No, man. School, this, this school year School's is just back. completely like wiping me out. <laughs> You also um, do write normally, though, weekly. So go ahead and just subscribe anyways, because when it comes out, you'll be the first to know because you email everybody. Yeah, and it's, it's completely free. It's called throwdowns.substack. Yeah, I, I was on a roll there where it was coming out every Monday, but unfortunately, not unfortunately, but thankfully I do have a job where I work at a school, and that's, you know, school started back up. So I've, a lot of my time is going into that and then prepping for the next day and doing this pod and watching these games but yeah if anything ever comes out again i'll go right to your email for free all right so i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 this is taco tuesday every tuesday on silverscreenroll.com subscribe on spotify subscribe on apple and check out all your laker news on silverscreenroll.com subscribe to alex's the throwdowns for his newsletter normally weekly we'll give him a break school started back up it normally comes out on monday so everybody have a great week we will oh lakers will play friday lakers will play sunday and lakers will play tuesday so they will have three games before we come back on air we don't know who they're gonna play so pick but i'm gonna say who are they gonna play they're gonna play the rockets and they're gonna be two and one i agree i i think that's i yeah i think if houston wins it's that first game like you said anything can happen that first game so Houston and also two to one. I think two to one. Yeah. All right. We normally don't ever agree. So here we go. We'll see what happens. Everybody. We'll talk to y'all next week. Alex. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.